Hello and welcome to the Science Fiction Book Review Podcast. My name is Luke Burridge and this is the show where I review every single science fiction book that I read as I read it. There's no set schedule, it's just whenever I finish a book I do the review. Stick it up here on the podcast feed for everyone to listen to. Uh, joining me today is Juliana. Say hello Juliana. Hi everyone. And often uh, I say when I when I finish a book I do the review and sometimes it's like a week later or if I'm waiting for you to finish a book it can be like maybe three or four weeks later by the time I've finished it. Or even months. Oh yeah, <laughs> even months between me finishing a book and doing the review because I'm waiting for Juliana. Not only that, but that is one of the reasons. Yes. Didn't happen this time though, did it? Really but not. Because um, I, we were both reading the same book um, and uh, I was, uh, you, you said, oh, I'm like 85% of the way through the book. This was yesterday or yes. yesterday evening. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I've still got like four hours of the audiobook to go. Yeah. And so today while I was working and playing and driving and, you know, doing some delivery stuff, I uh, listened to the audiobook and finished, I got within 20 minutes of the end of the book. Of course, then there was the acknowledgement. So it turns out it was like 15 minutes before the end yeah. of the book. Yeah. And we sat out here in the, um, I was going to in the garden we don't have a garden anymore but we do have a big balcony which yes. is overlooking the forest here super nice um, and in I was like sun. well I'll just finish this up and you sat there uh, on your chair uh, on your outside bench and looked yeah. at your iPad and finished the ebook yes and I finished up the uh, finished up the audiobook and, and I finished first yes no actually you didn't um, because I, I finished the book and then I was still listening to the acknowledgements when you finished so uh, so it was I finished the book first and then you skipped through the acknowledgements uh, as quicker than me. So uh, that's it. No, what? that's part of the book. And I, the I acknowledgements finished, are not we, part I of read the book. all of it. We discovered that last on the last episode when we were talking about the uh, when we were talking about the uh, uh, the Odyssey, finished, which had this three and a half hour introduction. But if I was finished with the acknowledgements before you. Yeah, I was finished. Yeah, but acknowledgements you just you just skim read through, so you can get no, through them a lot quicker. I read quicker. all of it. All oh, right, that's good. Mm. Anyway, so we are currently recording this not in the uh, not in our new studio uh, office where we have uh, we were trying to set up the sound really nicely. We're now actually just doing this, like I say, on the terrace. So if you hear if you hear um, birds in the background, they are just birds because there's no way to stop the noise of birds. Yeah. And if it's um, more echoey, it's because we're sitting yeah. uh, under a roof. Under, well, yeah, this, the, the, the balcony above us makes a bit of a roof and there's a bit of echoey stuff. And if you hear some deers in the forest, we do have deers. Or is it deer? I think, the, 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 I think it's deer. Yeah, it's one like deer, sheep. two deer. Yeah. So I don't maybe think they make noise, though. No, they don't. And there's wild boar, but we I haven't seen the wild boar. They were, a dog was chasing some wild boar out here before, and Juliana watched them do it. And then, like, after they ran off, said, hey, I think I just saw some wild boar. And I'm like, you could have told me that before they ran off. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, I've, we're I, in nature. We're in, in nature. Yeah. Surrounded by nature. Um, yes, yeah, so this book. Uh, we uh, this might as well be called the uh, the uh, Emma Newman book review podcast because uh, <laughs> I don't think I've done this really so, that so much on in, in what is it? We're up to uh, uh, four hundred and twenty episodes. Yeah. And while I have sometimes just been like, oh, I'm just going to read a full trilogy and just read it, I normally review it as a trilogy mm. as you go through. But this is different because this series, this Planetfall series, um, I just went back on, on Goodreads and found the, uh, the one of the one of the times this was. Uh, uh, recommended to me before um, uh, was this. It said, um, uh, Ryan, this was uh, January 14th. He said, After Atlas by Emma Newman, it's the second book in her Planetfall series, but the first three can be read in any order as they're, they're essentially standalone novels in the same universe. It's the fourth book in the series, Atlas Alone, that I think you truly enjoy, but it's better if you read After Atlas first. Edit. 
Uh, oh no, that's a different one. So I don't need to worry about that. But anyway, this was what Ryan said, and so he set me in, off in, in January 2020. In like 20, this yeah, year. like yeah. in January, just a few months ago. Yeah. Considering these are like the, the most of the books I've been reading this year is this trilogy because yes. I've been True. otherwise doing the Odyssey and otherwise not reading so much because you know life is a bit different Weird. at the moment. Um, so less time traveling, less time commuting, less time going out and doing stuff, and yeah. uh, and when I'm hanging out, oh, the wind's blowing a bit now. Hopefully you can't hear that on the microphones yeah. too well. Um, so, uh, but here's the thing. He said, you should read, it's the fourth book in the series, Alice Alone, that I think you'd truly enjoy, but it's better if you read, it after, if you read after Atlas first. So I went back and read uh, After Atlas, after but before Atlas, I did that, the, the second, second book. book. Yeah. But, but there's no way I can read a second book in a series without also reading the first book in the series. Especially if, if actually the fourth book is really recommended. Y yes, so <laughs> someone, so Ryan did me a big disservice here, and everyone a big disservice, by recommending me the fourth book. And because I'm a completionist and because I've, I've been stung by reading books out of order before, like I've read them in internal chronological order rather than in publication order, yeah. that's, that's a bad sign. Although there was that one, was it the Miles Vorkosigan saga? Mm. Um, I think if you actually read those books, getting to know Miles Vorkosigan first, you actually enjoy them a bit better. And then the prequels a bit like, oh yeah, this is what his parents are doing. Yeah. But to be honest, I was only interested in what the parents are doing. Yes. And then as soon as Miles turns up, I'm just like, I just yeah. don't care about this. Yeah. Um, so in that case, I did actually get the, the books, some of the good books of there before going into the... Yeah, you never know what is the right way of doing Never know what the it. order is. And, and, and even if somebody recommends something, um, it can work for you or it can't work Yeah, but for you. recommending the fourth book in the series and saying, but really what you should do is read the second book in the series first. And then I looked up other, you know, I looked up other yeah. reviews and said, oh, actually, you don't need to have read the first book in the series to enjoy the second book, but I did anyway. You know, so that kind yeah. of thing happens. I think... In hindsight, or like from my perspective now, have, having read um, the the first book. The, no, you, you read no, the second book the second first. Second book first. Yeah. First book then. Yeah. And now the third. Yeah. I think it's just it's just creating a really nice big picture. I really enjoy this style of writing. Yeah. Or of world building, kind of. Okay. Let, let's 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 like I mean. We'll put let's it this get way. To it. Let's get well. No, let's let me say because uh, a lot of these books are happening either at the same time or uh, spread out across. I mean, like the first book is set on a different planet than Earth, and then you go back to Earth and find out what's been happening on Earth while mm. that stuff's been happening over there. Yeah. Although I'm not sure how the timing works about how long it takes to get there, but it's all happening around. It feels like it's all happening at around about the same time. Yeah, slightly um, overlapping and stuff. And then in this book you start off, I mean, in the beginning of the second book, they're saying, oh, it's one week until we open the, the, Pathfinder, we, the Pathfinder cache. So the yeah. cache is some package. Oh, put it this way. The Pathfinder is someone who was infected by an alien infection, which also turbocharged her intellect and gave her some... Um, and gave us some coordinates, coordinates of a planet to go to where yeah. she could find God. I mean, that's not what, what, what exactly what happens. Yeah. So they disappear, and that's what you find out in the first book. In the second book, you find out that that all happened 40 years ago, and she left a package behind. Mm. Nobody knows what's in it. And then the idea being that they're leading up to this one week up until they're going to open this package and find out what the Pathfinder left behind. Yes. Um, when when she and uh, 2,000 people, or was 1,000 people, uh, yeah. people left on the Atlas. Um, and so after Atlas is, is, is what's happening, you know, after Atlas left, but 40 years later, yeah. 
going to open this this uh, package and and see what happens. Um, and this book begins with them in that same lead up. They say, oh, in a in a week's time, yeah. or it's mentioned that oh, so this is now happening on Mars. Yeah. So there's three and different books, three different planets, yes. and they say on Earth we're going to wait until what's going to happen is we're going to open this uh, Pathfinder package. So we all know it's all happening at around about the same time over the same same time span. Yes. Um. Now, here's the thing. I like the idea of having a trilogy of books which any of them can be read in any order, theoretically. Like, they could all theoretically be read in any order. Yes. And I say I like that because actually this is kind of what I did with my own series of books. I wrote four science fiction novels and published them, and people can read them. I mean, they're just, you know, EPUB files or whatever they are, mm. PDFs or whatever they are, um, on my website, lukeboge.com, if you want to check them out there. Um, this is not an advert for, for anybody reading these. I wrote these 10 years ago, uh, you know, over the course of three or four years. Yeah, for, I think I released the first one in 2008 or whatever. But, you know, I'm still quite proud of them. I should go back and read them again. But the idea of that is that you could read any of the, you could read the first two books in any order. And then mm. there was another kind of side book which could be read alongside those. So it's pretty much three books you could read in any order. And then the last one, you'd have to have read the first three books before you read the fifth, uh, the fourth book. Yes. And that is now what kind of what Emma Newman has done here you understand that oh there's three books and they could all be read in um in different orders like like you did you read the second book then the I first book I read it in a different order book. than you did yeah and and I personally think it just creates a different a different um yeah a different interpretation mm, yes but I would more say it, it's it's a different it's the same it's the same picture of all yeah in different shades yeah. Because you read something in a different order, for you, it will have a slightly different appeal. Yes. Different, different shadows. There's different, a, yeah, there are very different things because you, know. you read different things into the events that are happening. Exactly. If you know something's already happened or if, you, or if you're finding out at the same time yes. as the other people. But it also makes it kind of difficult for me to talk about what's happening in these books because they're overlapping and you can't say, oh, like spoilers in this book are yeah, also yeah, yeah. spoilers in the, in the other books. Yes. However, here's the thing, because I'd read those other books, but, well, certainly because I'd read book two, which is after Atlas, and yeah. then read book three before Mars, yeah. I went into this book already knowing almost everything that was going to happen. There wasn't anything surprising in here. But if you read this book first, everything would be surprising. Like the revelations that happen in this book would be kind of almost better. It's kind of, I, I almost think it would be better to read it than in here, because then what the events that happen at the end of this book are kind of are kind of foreshadowed really well. Again, don't want to give any spoilers, but the, what they find out about in this book is foreshadowed really well. I really enjoy all of that kind of stuff that was going on there. Yeah. The conspiracy. Oh, you know, why are these messages not coming through from Earth? You know, what's going on here? What's yeah. this other thing that's over there? You know, all of that kind of stuff, I think, is really well crafted. But if you just read this and like the twist or the reveal that happens at the end of this book, if this was the first book that you read, 
and I kind of want people to read this book first now, yeah. it would it would just be so mind blowing. You'd be like, oh shit! Like you would go through that process in the same way that these characters are going through it in the novel. Yes. But because we already know what's going on back on Earth. Well, we, oh, I had this revelation yeah. with the second book. Yes, you had the revelation with the second book. But the the first book is is separate because that's happening elsewhere. Yes. The only thing that's interesting about the first book is that it says like this Pathfinder who went, you know, who took all these people off in a space station. Yeah. So like, was she crazy? Was it a suicide mission? You find yeah. out. Oh no, she wasn't crazy. It wasn't a suicide mission. Yeah. It is actually it is actually true and did actually it did actually happen. Yeah. But what I'm saying is the knowledge that we got from the second second book going to the third book made that it wasn't a big revelation we just saw that these we saw these characters working out and it happened to them but we I couldn't go in th I couldn't have those feelings at the same time as them because I'd already had them in that first book yes but if you would have I mean, sorry, read the this book. book for example first yes and then the second book yes you would have the same feeling towards the second book ha no but because I think, you already but here's the thing but I, it's a different but it's different I think feelings the third book is a better emotional impact to have that because in the second book it's kind of like a ta it's kind of like the tail end of what's happening hmm. in there. So yeah, in I see a, what you mean. It's a tail end. It's, it's kind the of like are involved it's almost it. an epilogue. Yeah. Like the main revelation of this is an epilogue. So what I think would actually be better, and here's my here's my reading recommendation but, but, to but, anyone. Wait, wait, wait. What? We haven't read the fourth book, which was recommended to first to read first. No, no. So... They said the second book you should read first. Oh, okay. The fourth book is the one that was most recommended, the best, oh. or the highest recommended book. Right. The second one you said read before the fourth one. Here's okay. my reading order. The first one you can read any time. Yeah. Actually, I think the first book, reading the first book first, is good because it kind of shows the stakes of what's happening there. Yes. Um, I think you should read. That what you should do is read either. I think what you should do is read the book number two after Atlas, all the way up until just before. I think there's either an epilogue or a final chapter or two final chapters. Hmm. Like what happens at the end of there is there's big things and it's a big re revelation and stuff, and then they head off on a journey. Before they be just before they head off on a journey at the end of that book, stop reading. And then read this book. Mm -hmm. Really, then read all of this book, and then just before, just as you get to the epilogue of this book, read the last chapter of that book, and then read the last chapter of this book. Mm, it would think... work out. No, no, I'm just saying that is mm. that kind of makes the inter like that makes the reading order and the chronology of what's going on in the book m make more sense. And I think you would get all the benefit of reading that second book. Which is all good stuff. That's all great stuff. But this book has major spoilers about what goes on in that book. So read that book first, up until they go on the journey at the end of that, uh, like one chapter before the end of the of, of uh, after Atlas. Then read b this book, and then go back and read that one because that's the way round that the impact. That's the way round that the emotional impact happens and the revelation of in information. I don't think it works that way. But the let thing me, is, it's let difficult. Let me explain, okay. please. Yeah, but listen, I'm trying to do this without spoilers. I'm trying to give people a reading order to yes. get the most emotional impact and the best impact out of this book, so people understand what's going on in this book and the the full emotional impact could come from this book that they can experience it along with the characters in this book without it being spoiled by what happens in the epilogue of the of the second book. Uh, and here's what I think is a little bit your misconce misconception of the second book. What's the second book? Is that you underestimate the the impact of what happens or like all the things that happened before right um and so i 
strongly would say read this the third book. Yeah. In an, first. Fir, in entirely first. Yeah. And then the second book. Okay. Um, but of course, that's now for me. Coming. But the thing is, this is not a mystery novel, and it's not a murder mystery no, novel. No, it's not. And the second book is. Yeah. And I think there are too many clues within this book that would give away too much in that book. No, I don't think so. Really? Yeah. No. Like I the don't main think so. character who this no. character, the, the one who comes into the dream or the, the replay of this, what's that character? That character who comes in and yes. says, "I want you to do this job for me," is but a major character. In the, we, yes, we but he's know. a major character in the first book. So as soon as he turns up, you're like, "Oh, this is that character from that book." Yeah, but it, I don't. No, no. And the mission that they're think... doing though is giving away what. No, what I'm, no it, it's really true. Here's my thing. Anybody who else has read this, I know it's a weird way to talk about these books, but that's what I actually really enjoyed about these books is trying to match them up in this way and go, yes, oh, but this I is the reading the, experience I'm having. The great thing about this is that, is the way that she did do it. Yeah. Is completely fine. Oh, it fine. works. It works. And I'm I, just, I kind of don't want but here's to, the thing. to chop them off in the perfect order. No, it's not the perfect order. I think first book, read the first book, then read this book up until uh, up in, uh, no, uh, then read the second, like, read the first book, then the second book, up until that last chapter, and then stop reading that. It's only one chapter. It's, it's all you're doing is missing out what you're delaying one chapter. Then come over to this book and have what happens at the end of that second book revealed to you in the same way it's revealed to the people on Mars, and then go back and read about it, how it's revealed to the people on Earth. That's what I'm saying. That's all you need to do. It's almost the same order. It's book one, then book two, except the epilogue or the last two chapters, then book three, and then the last two chapters of book two. That's all it needs. And I think that would be the perfect way. So if you've not read this series and you're interested in reading it, just try this out and then email me, luke at juggler.net, or message me on Goodreads, or post in the, in the, in the thread about this on, on the goodreads.com uh, SFBRP listener group. You know, you can, you can throw it there in, in the episode feedback thread or something like that for other people to do. I really do think that is a good way of reading it because the revelation like you, you know what people said oh it starts off slow and then escalates in that second book yeah that you think it's escalated to one place but there's this final step of the escalation which is a big 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 escalation in book two in yeah. after atlas yeah. and i think that e escalation is revealed better in this book than it is in that book because yeah, there it, so feels, it almost feels tacked on to the end of that book. It's big, it's impressive. And where the book goes, you're like, wow, I did not see that coming. That is really it's great. A different, it's a different kind of... I'm uh, saying... It takes, a different, it, it takes a different path because it's I more know. like a zigzag. I know. And this book is more straightforward. I know. What I'm saying is the way that Emma Newman has written it did work for me and does work for me, but I would be interested to see if yes, other people could have a different so emotional journey. So you try to journey. use your, your uh, podcast listeners as guinea pigs. Guinea pigs, but we've done well, this before. you used me as a guinea pig. I, well, no, I didn't because I hadn't read. If I'd have read the whole series and then you were joining in with me and reading the whole series, but we literally read it together. We finished yes. it within two minutes of each other. Yes, true. So we couldn't do that. What I'm saying is that, like, we've done this before with our culture read-through, you know, when I did the culture novel read-through. Yeah. When we went back and read through them all, we read them through in my order, which isn't the, was not the publication order, and it isn't the internal chronological order. It's more of a, like a thematic order to yeah. take people on the correct journey, because with the culture novel, you don't want to start off with the first novel because it's like the it's the worst novel like the first one published is the worst novel and also it's the only novel told from outside of the culture yeah. whereas really it's best to get to know the culture from player of games from the inside yeah and i've seen other people say oh you should read um 
is it state of the art first? And I'm like, no, because state of the art is take place on Earth with us real humans, mm. with aliens visiting us. And so then you always see the culture through the idea of it like being like in our universe, but like, you know, it's it's not a good introduction, you know. Yeah. So what's the best introduction? And then what's the best what's the best way out of that nut yeah. series? Because Ian M. Banks died before he finished it. Yes. So what you should do is is like he didn't finish he finished off the series in one way and then there was a big gap and then he came back and wrote some more novels in the series but you should really read his first goodbye to the novel to that series of novels first like put that put that novel to the end of the series his yeah. first goodbye because he never managed to write another goodbye yeah. letter to the culture like he yeah. did with is it look to windward isn't it because yes. uh, because uh, look to windward, like consider Flavus is the is one line from a poem, and then yeah. look to windward is like the next line from that same poem. So he's like, uh, you know, he used these two lines from the same poem as like the introduction to the yeah. there, and then and the, and, 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 the, and the farewell to culture. Of course, then he came back and and yes. did some yes. other books. But yeah, so there's there's ways you can. I think there's ways of reading. So I think it. if we continue in this series, at some point we should get back to go back and 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 like. It, Give the final reading order de recommendation depending on what comes. Well, no, I think that's what they say. You can read any of the first three books in any order and then read the fourth book because the fourth book has the, the most crossover of characters right. okay. between them. Well, it makes sense. Because in this now book, it's kind of like yeah, because in this book we realize we're there's, now in there's the some, now. Yeah, we realize there's some more ca connections. Oh, this character is connected yes. to that character, and this connection. But you only find it out throughout the books. Whereas yeah. I guess those are all, all those connections between the characters are kind of assumed within the fourth book. Yes. Um, so yes. Um, overall, though, I mean, we're still talking about the reading order and all that kind of stuff. But here's the thing. It's difficult to talk about this. But what I want to say is that I think Emma Newman is doing something really interesting with these overlapping stories and these different forms of like storytelling. The first one is that kind of people settling on a planet and setting up a little community and getting yeah. by there. Yeah which I very much enjoy. That's like catnip to me, yeah. uh, like people setting up a setting up a, a new uh, a new colony on another planet. I love yes. that kind of stuff. Yeah, I love that too. It's, then you have this murder mystery really where someone is doing this police procedural, like finding out what's going on and he yeah, goes and to you a, get more introduced in actually in the, in the in not the universe, but like yeah, the, the what's going on back of on the Earth, world. Yeah. Um, when is it, that happening about like 2060 or something? 2046? Yeah, it's 21, 21, 20, I don't know. Or something. It's, Basically, Earth in the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and more a bit more dystopian. Yeah, and every everyone's run by corporations. And there, all the big uh, fall of the democracies has happened in in kind of our times. Well, twenty thirty, they say. 20, in the twenty thirty, yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, it is it is happening yeah. in the future. But yeah, it, it I, states more the rules of the society. And this book is this little capsule that's happening, like this little intriguing, like uh, psychological drama that's happening just between five characters yeah. on a space station less, or on Mars, it's not Mars like, station. It's not like the uh, the colonists, yeah. because they are having a, a proper life in this sense. Well, they have a full society. Yes, yeah. and and here we have like a, a tiny, uh, like a like a. Like a microscopic yeah, like view a capsule of, it, yeah. of of five people living on really dense uh, space and nowhere to go and, and yeah. just what what they are doing in the in the looking again what the the people are what they're doing yeah. and again having a really big uh, psychological uh, view on things yes um, which I really enjoy in these books is because um, you have characters which are not just the perfect people. Yeah. Which which have um, which have real life uh, issues and troubles, and I think she, she does a really good job in exploring all these uh, all these things that normal people just carry around with, with well, each yeah. other. 
and this is what I really like about them. And the first one, like the big reveal as you go through it, if you've not read it. Planetfall. But yeah, Planetfall. Yeah. There's a big reveal of some, you know, psychological, uh, mental illness kind of disorder yeah. with the main character. Yeah. And of course, I talked about it in the podcast. So that wasn't a big surprise for you. Yeah. But as you go, as I was reading it, I was like, oh, right. OK. Like, and it was he was like, what's wrong here? What's wrong? Is there yeah. some kind of conspiracy? And then you're like, oh, no, it's all in the person's head. Yes, it's all and within her. Yeah, it's all yeah. within her. Yeah. But it is actually happening in her head. She does have a mental illness. Yes. And then in the next book, he has some kind of, you know, obsessive compulsive thing about not eating processed food and yeah. only eating real food. But in this but, book... But that, that comes from trauma, from childhood yes. trauma. But that's a great setup to coming into this book yes. because she's like, oh, my father was ill and, and stuff was going on in his head. And, and now, and then now people think so everything's going on in my head. And that's a great setup yeah, for one of these psychological traumas because you're like, yes. oh, is it oh, is actually it really a conspiracy? In, yeah, yeah. Yeah, is it a conspiracy or yes. is it really happening in her head? And you're like, yeah. oh, it could it could all be happening in her head and they're lying and to her to sense. make her feel better. And I'm immersive psychosis and yeah. stuff, like, it totally makes sense. But because the previous two books in this series have been set up, like, really, we're dealing with kind of really serious mental yeah. health issues here and it psychological kind of disorders. training us. Yeah, it was training us to think that one way. And then as you're going through, again, there is that she does have psychological issues and she does have, like, you know, uh, talking about different depressions and her yeah. post, was it postnatal depression yeah. and not having a connection with her husband after she had a baby and not resenting before, him. Like that yeah, was, well, that, that also, but resenting for it. And then all the know. issues with her father and it comes from yes, there that the, yes. that the issues with her... We are not trusting our main character. Yes, of course. But, and that but, trust was built in the previous books. Yes. No, our mistrust of the mental yes. health of our previous characters yeah. is all based on that. And so as you go through, you're never quite sure what is happening in her head and, and in a way, it is all happening in her head, but there's other influences and yes. things that influence what's happening in her head. Yeah. Like there's, you know, the, the book opens and she has a note, don't trust this character. And this character is the psychologist. So you're like, yeah. oh, right, like that. Yeah. And obviously other people are like maybe been in the same situation and other things like that. So there's always all this second guessing. So all the way through the book, it's with this sort of like, what's really going on? Is it conspiracy theory or is it all happening in the head? Which is great because the previous books have revolved around conspiracy theories and things happening in people's heads. And also the thing that's happening in people's heads, like in the first book, yeah. makes a denialism. Like there has been a conspiracy. The main character knows about it, is involved about it. Yeah. But because she's got these mental issues, she's compartmentalized it. Yeah. So even in this book, they're saying, oh, and the doctor's called what I was doing when my father was abusing me, compartmentalization. She's like, no, it was just healthy to think about other things. And you're like, oh shit, that could yes. still be going. Like all the different kind of things. Yeah. So I, I found, all for the all well, sorry, I haven't read the fourth book yet, but all through these books, really interesting ways. I kind of talked about this when we talk about the Light Brigade, the re revelate like informational economy of a book. Yeah. The worst thing, I, the thing I really dislike about all these things is, hey, I know something, mm. but I'm not going to tell you now due to the author wanting to keep it from the people reading the book. Yeah. You know, I've seen that so many times. All these other things, something weird is happening. Why don't I just ask somebody about yes. it? And in The Light Brigade, they have, oh, well, you live in this corporate dystopia and anybody who ever brings up there anything... There are reasons why yeah. you wouldn't. 
don't talk to these anybody about these secrets. Yes. If you see anything strange happen, don't ask anyone about it because you'll be disappeared and you'll be sent to the gulag exactly. or whatever, whatever happens in that. In yes, that They're setting up reasons why you wouldn't. And in this book, speak. the reasons why the conspiracies work is due to the mental states of our, you know, our protagonists. Yeah, and the way um, she sets it up. So the us. way that Emma Newman has set this yeah. up, mm -hmm. and as someone, as we know from the books, who obviously deals with anxiety and also issues when she said, oh yeah, it took me a long time to love my child after it was born. And mm. you can do totally see that this book is written from that same point of view yeah, as someone who's can, gone through what this. What you can read in these books is that this is, this is not somebody who's writing, yeah. who's writing about stuff. Yeah. It's somebody who has experienced things. Here's the thing, write what you know. And, and that it has such a big impact because yes. you feel that it's real. You feel these words. Yeah. are the real words that somebody would think. It's not some, some, some person just thinking, oh, what would it be like if yeah. whatever. Like I could, never, I could never write a novel about somebody with mental health issues because that's not me. Or not, not something that you can't know about. Like you, you, well, I, I mean, could, everybody has certain, I could probably, certain yeah. uh, mental things that they experience yeah. themselves. I'll put it this way. I could write a novel about being an identical twin exactly. in a way which somebody who isn't an identical twin I couldn't. probably would never be able to write a novel about. No, However, I couldn't. it would be weird because people read it and go, is this really what it's like to be an identical twin? And other identical twins would say, no, it's nothing like that. And I'm like, oh, maybe it's how it's that maybe how it's, that's how it would be like to grow up as an identical twin in a family which is hardcore Christian um, and also with a father who is suffering yes, from post-traumatic stress disorder from killing people in the army and uh, you know all these different kind of things that actually the, being an identical twin is only one part of the thing which makes me the, who Ms. I Macy, am. You. Yeah. Yes but even if even if like you would still write uh, a convincing story from your point of view yeah. because these 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 things that you're talking about are your experiences, so they are real. Oh yeah, yeah. And so I think that is something noticeable. So I could, ne you could never write a book about being a single child, because you have no, no idea what that is. But you could write a book about. I it. could write about it because I've been a single child. I couldn't write a, a book about being a single child. What that feels like. Because I don't know what what it feels like for other yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. People I always can... ask me, "What's it like to be a twin? Yeah, exactly. uh, what's it like to be an identical twin?" Yeah. I'm like, "What's it like not, not to be an identical yeah. twin?" But because you have experienced this situation, what you're yeah. what you're saying is true. Yeah. Because of the fact that it has been true. Yes. It, it, it's not true for everybody. No. But, but it is a true experience that you're talking about. Yeah. But it's not just about the experience. It's more about the what's going on in your brain. And it's weird for me to say this, but, but in my in my uh, novel, well, it's kind of a novella length novel, um, Get That Rat Off My Face. I remember some feedback that someone said to me. They said, ah, this passage about somebody being a musician and performing on stage mm. in front of an audience, that is that really clicked with me because I'm not a musician, but that felt really true mm. and that felt really real. Mm. That like that, um, 
yeah, that was that that kind of clicked with them, and I was like, yeah, because I was there, I was just tapping into what it's like, what I feel like to be a musician on stage and perform on stage yes. in front of an audience, and that's kind of the thing that I obviously have tried to put into my novels of yeah. like these different story beats. The my the the second uh, novel, Combat, which I wrote, was yeah. one of the storylines is based like almost not completely, but very much on the on the experiences of my father and yes. and him being a soldier. Yeah. And the stories that he told me about that, and also other stories, you know, like and, and in those other it, within that book, are lots of little autobiographical moments. Mm. And you know, it's it's weird that those autobiographical moments are the ones that stand out. For example, someone said, "Oh, these places in this first book feel real," and I was like, "Yes," because I made sure that when these two characters met, these two people met for the first time. Mm. Although they meet for the first time numerous times because there's timey timey wimey try and channel yes. going on there, I made sure that both of those places were places where I have also met people mm -hmm. for a date mm -hmm. and had that first connection with somebody. Yes, one of them is a bookshop in Berlin where yes. I met some people who I, you know, uh, you know, uh, became friends with and yeah. sometimes dated or whatever. It was a fun place to to, to meet up with people and new people. Yeah. Another one was the, uh, the in front of the Tate Modern in, yeah. in London, yeah. where I wanted to have a, you know, have that uh, like connection because I went on a date with someone there, yeah. you know, and standing outside the front of that, I was channeling that into it. But then the rest of the place, it's because I'm not a good enough writer. I wanted to just make gen kind of more generic spaces. Yes. Oh, here's a music and I club. Think that here's is another noticeable. thing. You know? Like as soon as, um, I don't know, it's, it's really difficult um, to come up with something. Yeah. And use words to make the make it feel like a real thing but i use my lack of skill as a writer to make sure that the places that went f where there would be a real connection to a place yes a vivid connection to a place and therefore between the meeting of these two characters because i wanted someone to feel that there was that same kind of connection there yes i wanted that to be like I use, like I say, I lose, use my lack of lack of skill of a writer, yeah. and to not do that for the rest of the book, not do these elaborate, uh, uh, you know, descriptions and feelings of what it's like to be there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Those closer introductions. To be honest, we're what? still talking about the uh, Planetfall pla uh, no, no, series before Mars book, and yes. I don't think she does that. No, but what I'm saying is that she is using her skill as an author to put herself into the book all the way through yeah. in a way which is way better than most authors that I read, read. Oh, yeah. because yes. I mean there are authors who do this like there'll be people who have t totally different life experiences as me but it's almost impossible for me to imagine myself in those places because yeah. like say if it was just a woman author I say just a woman author but if the the thing different about me and the author is that is a female author and a female character mm. that's really difficult for me to appreciate that because I've read lots of female authors and I've read lots of female characters yes and say if it's someone of a different race or like maybe it's a uh, from a point of view of a dog and then you're like well nobody is actually a dog so that, that doesn't work like you can't have that yeah but for, 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 for reading something science fiction in this weird world yeah. which is using mental health issues in the story 
yeah. as a storytelling device in a way of like revealing information and keeping information back. Yeah. Like in that in that same way, like there's a conspiracy. Is it all in the in the person's head? Yes, it is. I mean, sometimes it is in the books. And, and again, I don't want to give it too much away. But in all of these books, some of it is in the character's head, especially in, in Planetfall and before Mars. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff going on in the character's heads, in a, but not just in a way that so often happens in science fiction where they're like, oh, it's all happening in the head. They were mad all along. And I was like, yeah, but it didn't feel yeah. real. It felt or like a were, twist. Yeah. Or that like in The Matrix, they were connected yeah. to a computer. Yeah, Everything it, was just... Uh, Everything was just fake all along, and yeah. it always feels like every other science fiction novel that I've read, where this kind of thing happens, where like, oh, and it turns out they were just psychotic all along, and it wasn't real, and it turns mm. out it was all happening in the heads. It always feels like a trick, and it always feels like a cop out, and it always feels like a like, writing exercise. To every one of those, there's yeah. like one book that does it amazingly well. Yes. And everything else just, just copies crap. it. But but because this isn't just a book that does it well, it's actually it like it feels real and it feels like it's written like that for a reason yes. beyond just hey here's I mean it just we just listened I just listened to you just read the acknowledgments it said Anna the main character in this book is someone who really it's sort of like she, uh, um, Emma Newman wrote in the like because it's first person because it's in the acknowledgments mm. she says I didn't want I don't want all women characters or all mothers in my books to be someone who is just immediately happy about being happy a mother, mother yeah because I went through this real issue with this disassociation syndrome with the with the husband and baby or whatever it is yeah. and the, and the and the postnatal depression i went through that and lots of women go through that and if they can read a book like this and acknowledge that's what's happening and it make and it's better for them but also this might be other people's first exposure to this yes and so when you read it from the, from the inside you're like oh it takes a lot of women sometimes a long time to really connect with their child yes there's a the, the podcast i listen to with uh um the comedian's comedian podcast with Stu Goldsmith. Yeah, and he said, like, when he first got a baby, and they gave him the baby, he was just like, "All oh, right, I guess this is the baby." Like, he didn't have that, and then he had yeah. to work out a way of doing comedy because he wanted to talk about it on stage because it's such a big thing in his life. Yes, that he he said it was really difficult for him to find a way to talk about that on stage as a comedian without coming across like a psychopath. But it's the same kind of thing that some yeah, people don't have that immediate connection with their baby, and, and it takes six and months. And the thing is, it's super whatever, you know. natural. Yeah. It's not. It's not even even an exception. No. Like the thing with these kind of stuff, it, things is such a big stigma. But who wants to say that? I know, but people need to say it. Yeah. So we know. Oh, this is actually not a big, not a big issue it's not like this is exceptional that it, yeah. it ha only happens to you and nobody nobody else has ever ha ha has yeah it's all those kind of you. things that like when when you picture an There's apple what do you picture that's something what, wrong yeah. with you or something it's one of those memes going around sort of like yeah. when you picture an apple like how do you actually see an apple do you in, in my mind or what do you see and people go oh, i don't even think about you know that that all, yeah, now all i that, just yeah. saw a a, a memory of, of the apple that you I just made ate. Yes, yeah, no, yeah. yesterday. Yeah, it, it just yeah because I'm sitting in the same chair that yes. I was yesterday when I was eating an apple. Yes. And so when I say picture an apple, you're picturing that like, memory. But now your memory, you're you're remembering an apple. So that whole thing where like loads of people, like five, ten percent of the people in the whole world, don't realize when someone says close your eyes and picture this, what they actually mean is that oh, most people can just close their eyes and picture something, and all the and people, people who people don't, don't think that the people saying close your eyes and picture it are just talking figuratively, where they are, they're not. They're talking literally that you will figuratively see something, where it's not actually literally. Yeah, so yeah. it's it's no, pe people don't understand. Are, humans are so diverse. Yeah, and there's not one way of being 
the human, being the man, being yeah. the woman, being the mother, being the father. It's like yeah. it's such a big spectrum. And what I like about these books is that it is just it just shows humanity. It doesn't show a yeah. perfect a perfect character or even a, a grumpy weird character. And then we think yeah. like, nah, okay, well that that, that the the grumpiness doesn't really make sense. Why is thing. it there? If a gr if grumpiness is just a character trait, yeah. it doesn't influence the story except that at the end Ebenezer Scrooge becomes good and and uh, you know yes, and most gives, of the time it's used or whatever. to c bring across a point, or, right? Or it just it it's character arc rather than plot. Yes, let me put it that way. And what she does here in these books is she she's 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 painting human characters. Yeah. With different traits and traumas and yeah. mental health issues, mental everything it's but all that on the is spectrum the plot yes that's the thing it is it exactly. is the story it is the plot because if this book if this book was just a story of like here's somebody on mars and there's something stuff going on like you know it's like get your ass to mars kind of thing it's it's yeah it's very total recally what's real and what isn't yeah and if it was just a total recall clone you'd just be like oh yeah these memories are fake those ones are real i mean yeah. it sets it up that she wakes up and she's been in a simulation she's like oh is this a simulation or yes. not and at one point they're sitting around and she goes end simulation and everyone stops and looks at her and, and they're immersive, like, yeah, oh, immersive and immersive yeah. immersive and immersive because these immersives are like replaying memories and she just says that out loud and they're like you know you're not in immersive and she's like oh, oh shit no, you know uh, so when you're reading a book like that yeah if it was just that you'd just be like ah oh, well they're just doing the the, the matrix is, they're just the doing total recall whatever book, even if she would do this yeah i think it would still be a book i'd enjoyed no the, the, but my point <laughs> is that like i said at the start of this book i i knew what the conspiracy was going to be i know you because knew. you can you can work it out from the previous books like, i know you knew but what's on mars we know who owns mars now we know all that you are clever yeah. you are the clever one you know exactly what no, happens it, no, no let me let me finish what? the way i read books yes is that sometimes i do that too and sometimes like there's really like a real, like a thing where you actually like really yeah. want to get to the point like, yeah. where you want to find out first you want to see get to the In reveal these books yeah i'm not doing that no, I'm, I'm reading not doing that. i'm reading along and I was as confused as the characters and I was as like, oh, I, ah. I know there is this thing happening, but I had no idea when what happened and, uh, and, and what happened actually on Mars. I had no clue. And I just followed along the characters and uh, that was such okay. a great experience to do that. But here's the thing. I went into this book already pretty much i wouldn't say knowing but guessing and i was correct what you know why i already guessed like why her memories weren't reliable what she was looking for the reasons what was looking for and there was one thing which i hadn't worked out but then i'll mention it afterwards as soon as one character does one act i realized why she had done that act because it's one of the same reasons that someone did the same act in the previous book and all the way through i knew it and I even guessed what the epilogue was going to be, or like what led into the epilogue. Okay, so I, it, it's one of those weird experiences where I had guessed all of this. Now, I often say with, the, with these books, I always want that, like, I, I, I always want to feel like I'm you clever. You want like the flow in between cleverness and... Yes, it's that what, is that, what is that range between, like, do I want to work, I always want to work something out about five minutes before it's revealed to me, or in a movie, like two minutes before it's revealed, it all yeah. clicks together, I'm like, oh, this, 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 and this, okay. Like, you want the point where you turn to me and say, 
This is no. Sometimes that yes. happens. Sometimes that happens in the first minute of a TV show or something like that. Which is not great to happen to you. I know, but here's the, I, I, I stop doing that now and I just hold it in. But here's the thing: when a book catches me out and it plays a trick on me, I'm like, great, that's an author who's cleverer than I am. And also, I like that because, like. I I I like feeling clever. Like mm. most of the time, I like feeling clever. But then I also I like feeling tricked, and also I like not knowing if I'm clever or tricked. Yes. This book didn't trick me at all. However, it felt like I was reading a story, already knowing all the twists, already knowing all the reveals. Like you were the omniscient. I omniscient. It <laughs> felt like I was reading a book that I'd read before. And I was reading how an author was going to make that work, and this is what I really enjoyed about this book: knowing everything that was going to happen, knowing what the conspiracy was going to be, like understanding, like all that stuff with her and the doctor, and that kind of stuff going on, the feelings for the doctor, all that kind of stuff. Like it was so obvious to me all the way through. But I was like, how is something that's so obvious to me? Of course, I know because of the, what happened in the previous book. Mm. Like I, I get it. It's, it's not that I'm clever. It's because I read a previous book and just read it, read this book attentively. Because I knew it was going to be about conspiracy and what was going on in people, someone's mind. I then really appreciated what Emma Newman was doing with the internal monologue of the main character to make it so she didn't work it all out because she didn't know what has already happened or what yes. I knew was going to happen due yes. to it. You know, having read the previous book and also having somebody doubting her own mind and having a father who tried to murder her mother. For because he was so paranoid and yeah. had mental illness of his own, yeah. coming from that family, not wanting to admit that to herself and being in denial and not wanting to face it, like no, I'm not paranoid. I can't be paranoid, or maybe it's on my head. No, but it can't be. You know, all yeah. of that different kind of stuff. I really enjoyed all the way through, and I think I would have enjoyed it a lot less if I'd have known. If I hadn't have known what was going on, because it is actually quite a long book to get to what I thought was an obvious reveal, but then if I hadn't have worked it out. It would have felt like, oh, this main character is really stupid. Except that it was a really good balancing act between somebody, a character who you go, well, the character is obviously really stupid if she's not working this out. However, she's afraid of having mental illnesses and also actually having mental illnesses. And so there's this amazing, for me in this book, an amazing balancing act going on about me reading a book where I know there's going to be twists, I know there's going to be reveals, and I'm almost, I was like 99.9% sure I knew what they were going to be and the reasons behind everything, and that is true. I did, and it was correct. And again, that's not being me. That's not me being clever. That's me like having read the previous book, and that's why I'm saying the reading order that I'm suggesting would have let would have kept that from me a bit. But what Emma Newman has done is in a book where somebody is like like me is going to guess the reveal, is going to guess the twist, is going to know exactly where the story is going to go all the way through, including the epilogue and what happens right at the very last, you know, in the last, you know, two paragraphs of this book. Like halfway through the book, or no, about a quarter of the way through the book, I already knew that was going to happen.、Mm. And when we finish the podcast, I want to talk to you a little bit more about this because you're looking at me with frowning and stuff like that. No, I. But it's all there. But however, what I'm saying is, what amazes me, and this is what I think this writing exercise or this this storytelling project that Emma Newman has done has written three books, which you can read in any order. A book where I already know what's going to happen, I still really enjoyed. Due to due to that, because it was being revealed to me, like the emotional journey was being revealed, the personal journey, the character arc was being revealed to me, even though I already knew the plot. Now, normally, if you already know the plot or you, you, you're guessing the plot, someone ha- must have already told it to you, 
and then you don't feel clever about it and you don't feel like, oh yes, it's going to happen, yes, it's going to because someone's told it to you and you're very, very, very sure it's going to happen. But the only way that you can, nobody's can told you it and you're very sure is if you read it before. So my reading experience was having the knowledge of what's going to be happening without somebody telling it to me 100% so there was still uncertainty, but me have not, not having read the story already. Mm. And I think this must be what happens when people watch Star Wars and they've never seen Star Wars before, but they've just lived in a world where Star Wars is always happening and they know, you know, they know all the lines and they know what the character, they know all the relationships between like the characters. It's like me and Titanic. Yeah, you, you, well, Titanic is a true story, but like, you know, there is, like if you're watching no, the Titanic... I'm watching I mean the movie. I haven't yes. seen it, so I have no idea. But, but I you, know enough about it. Do you think there's a ship that's going to sink uh, halfway through the story, halfway maybe through the movie? Doesn't. Maybe you're right. Maybe it isn't. No, but the, the, that is the same um, kind of. So I had that same kind of dramatic burden released from me that I didn't have to worry about the plot and the reveals, so I could enjoy the character and her story and, and the, the internal stuff going on without having to worry about the conspiracy stuff, because I already knew what the conspiracy was. Yes. You know. Um, and I think I, I didn't, I didn't read this so consciously as you did. It's okay. I read it. It's I read fine. it with all my, oh, my with all the, with having read all the previous books, yeah. which obviously had an impact. Yeah. And, but I still experienced it just along with the characters, and I, of course I had knowledge, and of course, uh, but the the whole uncertainty was way bigger for me than it was for you. Yeah. And. Um, well, when we finish recording this, I want to kind of ask you what you were uncertain about and why you weren't 100% sure you knew what was going on. No, I was just not thinking about that. Oh, you weren't thinking I about wasn't, that? I, no, but that's I thing. wasn't thinking no, about that. No, 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 I was just but here's the cool thing. No, I'm, I'm experiencing books no, but as let they me go along. No, but let me explain to you. I wasn't thinking about that either because I was already sure what was going to happen. So I could put aside all of the, oh, I wonder what the conspiracy is. No, oh, I wonder what's being hidden. I didn't have to think about all no, of that. No, but you obviously did have... Thoughts. No, I thought about all that once I realized what the setup of the book was. Yes, I exactly. got all those thoughts yes, out of the way in the first two chapters. Them, and no, I didn't even no, do that. No, but the point is, I could then experience the book without thinking, oh, I wonder what's going to happen. I wonder what the conspiracy is. I wonder what's being hidden and over the hill. I don't like reading this what's like that. that. I, 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 I would just no, but I'm saying, do that. I could then read the book like you did, experiencing the character and the st internal story and what was going on with the with the, between the characters and their personal things and what's going on mm. in this little capsule without having to worry about what the conspiracy was. Yeah. But with also without somebody telling me what the story was. Yeah, I, I'm just I'm just experiencing book. I'm experiencing <laughs> books in movie form, and so if I am if I am watching a movie. Mm -hmm. And I'm so absorbed in it, mm -hmm. then I don't have the time to, to, to uh, analyze. No, I, even I, get all that. I get all that. I get all that. Shut up. Um, even at the beginning of the book, when right. when when it's like, oh yeah, it, it it becomes apparent what is what is go what or whatever at what point ever point you think, oh now I figured out and I can just read now. Yeah. I don't even have that. I think this reading experience of this book was just so fluid so yes, that's so what i'm saying thing. that's it what was, i'm saying i was absorbed all the way along in the middle it ramped up and i was like sitting in my bed and i was like oh yeah, my you god were really i want to continue yesterday. reading like, yeah. and stuff so but what i'm saying is this book allowed me to have that flow of just going into the book because all of the conspiracy theory and reveals and, and other stuff that was going on was just 
it was put aside. Like, that's mm. what I'm saying. I had the same reading experience as you of just going along with the flow with the characters and going along with their journey because I didn't have to worry about the so conspiracy. So you didn't have the burden of, of I didn't coming... Have the, yeah, that's what I'm saying. The burden of going, ah, right, what's the conspiracy here? But I can't turn that part of my brain off yeah, when I normally reading a book with conspiracies in it and twisting it's it. It's like because your I'm brain like, is going, what is it, what is it, what is it? No, because, I mean, especially if the main character is going, oh, what's going on, what's going on? Is something yes. being hidden? Yeah. Here I was like, oh, I don't need to worry about what's being hidden because I already know. Yes. I know what's over the hill. Yeah. I know the time frame, the, the real time frame of what's happening here. Yeah. I understand when a character starts crying, what they're crying about. Actually, that was a bit of a turn. Like, there was yeah, one character. It wasn't there quite... was actually there was one character. I was like, oh, that's crying. Oh, I understand why they're crying. And then a bit later on, I'm like, hmm, no, no, I don't. And then it's revealed, oh no, you didn't know why that character was crying. Yeah. But the other character, you know why that character was yes, crying. Yes, but they were crying f not particularly because of that exact moment. Things, no, 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 it wasn't happening. You know. But what I'm saying is that, like, I knew it gave away some more things which were revealed later when sort of like, oh, and it turns out at this point the computer told you that, but it actually meant this. And I was like, yeah. Like, for me, it was like, yeah, I don't care about that, but it was interesting to... I'm just saying, it was good to already have all of this, the, the outside main character's plot worked out mm. and then I could just concentrate on the flow and just concentrate on the in internal monologue of what what was going on there and that allowed me a different reading experience yeah but Emma Newman did a good job I'm saying it feels very intentional because these books are written in this way yes that is revealed in so that way I think yeah you saying read this book No, I'm just read saying the it would book work. First and then read no, the, book the one, book. book two up until the last chapter, oh, yes. or two chapters before the end. Then book three, and then go back. But I'm saying I can't have but that experience. Exactly. But if you wouldn't have had the experience, you would yeah. have you in this book. What I'm saying is, I want my readers to be. Outcome, I want my yeah. listeners, the listeners, to be guinea pigs to have a different emotional journey. Like if they're someone like me, they could have they could have it one way. But it's, I think it's either Emma Newman is really, really clever and cleverer than me in a way which is like in a way that an author is like, ah, oh, this book will work for people who aren't like Luke, yeah. who can just immediately go, oh, this is what's going to happen. I'm not always, that's again, it's not every, not every author, uh, I put it this way, I'm not cleverer than every author and work out what's happening with the story and the plots and that kind of stuff. Yes. Like I say, like a good chunk of the time I can, but and then there's a good chunk, good chunk of the time where I can't, and that's that's I love that as well when a, yes. when an author pulls but one over what, on me. I think what the great thing about this series is, yeah. is that it is these are books yeah. for all kinds of Yes, that's what I'm saying. Emma Newman has written people. a book which works. It sidesteps the for me this book sidesteps the idea of like. Is like for example in the in the previous book the um, after Atlas yeah that for me, for me was so frustrating because it didn't deal with that very well I always felt like I was cleverer than the main character yeah and who was an idiot who didn't check his emails and if he did just just checked his emails <laughs> he would have sorted everything out away earlier you know like it felt yes. like I was reading someone who wasn't very clever yeah. who happened to have a job where he kept, he, he just it's like that police procedural. Yeah, you follow the procedure and you solve the crime. And it was just like he kept on just doing that. And yes. obviously he was clever and he was well trained. But there, I felt like I was way cleverer than Emma Newman. And she had written an idiot plot. And in this book, she sidestepped all of that, if you know what I mean. Yeah. It felt like she'd sidestepped it. And it's a really clever way of writing or really way clever. I'm just saying, maybe it's not a clever way of writing. But this one really resonated for me in a way that... Planetfall did 
which is a, a, a different kind of story because there's, there's no big, I mean, there is a conspiracy and there is mystery there, but for so much of that book, you don't realize what it is. Yeah. Second book, there's another mystery, another conspiracy. So coming into this book, I knew it was going to be mystery and conspiracy, but for me, it worked as well as the first book did where in the first book, I didn't realize how much of a big conspiracy it was until about halfway through. And I was like, and then you kind of sit forward and go, oh, right, I'm, I'm getting something, mm. you know, I'm getting more here. But to be honest, for me, this book, yeah. the third book now, yeah. Uh, was the best book of all the three of them. Mm. Yes, and for me Dan, too. This is very rarely happens I know, like but, this. But people said, "Oh, read the fourth book is the good one. Read the second book because it sets it up. Oh, and if you want to read the first book." And I'm like, "But those were just like three star books or whatever we gave. Them. I think we gave them like a three point two five. Yeah, yeah. In that previous, in the in the middle one, because we neither of us wanted to give it three and a half stars. I think so. We both gave it three point two five. But this for me is a solid four star book." Yeah. Maybe even more. I don't know. Yeah. But that's the thing. Like, I, I haven't really thought about I can't think about how I rated it because literally we both finished it and I'm yes. like, I'm going to get the laptop. Oh, no. I said, let's go record a podcast. And you're like, can we do it outside? And I was like, yes. And then we started talking about it. So I haven't yes. even thought about any ratings or how no, much I neither. really like, enjoyed I, it. I, I just, when you when you ask me what I'm doing on my on my yeah. phone, I yeah. was just literally having Goodreads here, yeah. um, pressing the button of I'm finished. And yeah. then it immediately comes up with the rating. And I was like, like hmm, I, I can't really rate it. Yeah, because you need to talk to it, talk to me to, about it, and then you can start rating it. Yes, or certainly, if I'm not immediately talking to you, I need it. I, I always need to think about a book first, and I kind of let it like yeah. Sink uh, in. Sit. But I haven't managed to sit and let this book think, sink in. So all of what no. I'm saying, I haven't thought about this before I'm telling you. I'm just saying yes. the reading experience of this book, I very much enjoyed in a way that I don't normally get to enjoy an, a book. Yes. And I do think that is intentional by Emma Newman. Um, like I say, with the way that these are written and kind of set up in that way. Yeah. And also, I mean, like I say, 10 years ago, I tried to do the same thing with my novels of like, read this book or you can read that book or yeah. you can read that book, but read all three before you get to the fourth one. And, and she's done the same thing here, which allows people that variety of storytelling experiences and story revelations. Yeah, and basically everybody who who reads it in a slightly different order, yeah. we'll just have a this slightly what, different experience. This is actually what George Lucas says about Star Wars. He says, oh, if you watched it in the release order, you get one storytelling. Yes. But then if you watch it in episode one, two, three, four, five, six, you get yeah. a, a different storytelling. Yes, and exactly. George Lucas actually, he is an experimental storyteller. You can see that in his earlier movies, which yeah. is sort of like, it is like, he, he, I don't think he gets enough credit for co coming up with these crazy ideas. And then you get like the, you know, the, the MCU, like the, the Marvel, Marvel Cinema. And that's like a different way. You're like, all oh, these disparate things mm. and and then they all kind of uh, culminate in like these event movies, like the yes. Avenger movies will all get yeah. together. And this feels a little bit like that in a in a novel where you're like, oh, all of these are building up to what? So of course now the fourth book, I'm like, I'm oh, like really just gonna go straight into to, it. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm just gonna you know spend another Audible credit and get yeah, into well, it. Yeah, well, I certainly get the uh, the ebook. Yeah, uh, this is the kind of like I noticed. Um, I've read two of them. I've yeah. listened to. Right. Yeah. No, uh, you listen to one of them. I listen to Planet Four. No, you listen to the middle one. You've never heard Emma Newman narrate a book because Emma Newman narrates this. You only you only listen to the uh, the second book after Atlas, and it was a male um, narrator because there was a male n main character. You read Planet Four and you read this book, or was it the other way around? No, I didn't read either of them. Oh, I oh you've listened to the audiobooks. Yes. Because oh, I remember right. listening to Planetfall while I was 
uh, the two times I did, yeah. commute to work. Ah, okay. And and the and the oh. other book I read uh, why I was in hospital as an ebook. Uh, like no, I, I oh, listen, that, oh, also so listen both audio books. Yeah. Okay, because for some reason I thought you had them from the library app. No, the the library app. Yeah. Had only one book. Oh no, it was book three. And it was book three. Oh, okay, and so you used my Audible credits. <laughs> so, yes. for the, uh, no, not you. You went into my uh, library and got the other ones, right? Okay, yes. that makes sense now. Yes. Okay, so. We've we've talked that, for quite a long time about this book. Haven't yeah. even talked about the stories, but we've we. Well, it's it, difficult to talk about. Yes, because I'm gonna say when it's all conspiracy theory and mysteries and revelations and stuff. Without we, any spoilers, you can't talk about. We it, have really. we have talked about all this, but real talk now. When you going into this book, and it is a book about somebody who uh, had a didn't want children and then had a child and regretted it, and it's yeah. all living like that. I could see all that coming. Yeah. When she was t talking the story. Yeah. Of her, of her relationship, and then how that happened. I thought like, like, like. I mean, I I saw it coming, and I yeah. and I thought like, first of all, I thought this is really really shitty behavior. Yeah. And and I can from her or from the husband. From the or, husband. Yeah. Like in this in this case, often. But you again, have, we are only getting her side of this. Her, we, we do, um, but maybe um, often, justifying and other stuff like that. But often, yes. often like, okay, let's let's talk real here. What often happened, and I, I, I'm talking just from, uh, from uh, ex, no, not your from, personal experience. Not experience, but from my uh, observance. Okay, oh, you're, I'm, okay. I'm observing other things. people. Yeah, and I've seen this several times now. Yeah, where there was a relationship. Yeah, didn't really work well. And then they have a baby. And then they have a baby. And marry and have a baby, and I think like, oh, why are you doing this? Because yeah. it will just end bad. For literally everybody, including and most of all in the foreground, the child. Yeah. And in in in, in often you can uh, there are often stories where the woman really wants the child and then she forgets her. Um, yeah. Uh, birth her control. Birth control pills or whatever she uses. A baby. And then a baby, the baby to save the relationship. And a baby yeah. To, to to save the relationship and then uh, it, and then everybody says, oh yeah, the husband that didn't ever want a family, he will grow with the baby yeah. and he will become a, a, a good father and all this kind of, in my opinion, bit bullshit, because. But does it happen? Sometimes it works out. Maybe sometimes it does. Mostly it doesn't because How do you it's say mostly built. it doesn't? This is just your anecdotal This is my observation. anecdotal observation thing. Yeah. If if you have different people with different different um, wishes and wants yeah. of of a relationship of of their life and then they are for, something enforces them yeah. something onto them. It will result in trauma in yeah. is certain kind of mental trauma and that's just never good it's never good it would then either be not be good for that person yeah or for the person who who enforced it on them or the person that got enforced yeah, it's like these, or the these child, ripple, which ripple is, effects that which go is out, then yeah. in the middle and never understands what's going on with Yo, that's with again the that's the backstory the of the character we towards find towards the child we find out later that she she coming into her parents lives also messed up her parents lives and so you know yes or not mess up or change their situation of course, in a way change it and and so um there are always the, all these kind of factors which yeah. which which um, which do have an impact on on everybody and and I find it in this in this respect kind of interested the way that she positioned herself in that situation and so and said like okay I'm I'm going to try this I'm going to uh, have the child um, and then she really she really 
kind of punished herself for the yeah. feelings that and she had. And that's what I kind of wanted to touch on here, because for me, this is kind of like really, I don't know, not meaningful, but like it, it, it's one of those strange things that like, again, it's difficult to be like, it's one of those things that the stigma attached to honest, but we've been honest on this podcast before about not wanting kids. Yes. We're, we're coming up to our uh, ninth year anniversary, yes. bought a house together. Well, and apartment. Apartment together. Well, you know, we moved, we moved in with each other, bought a apartment together and all these different things. And you, we as a couple totally see other people looking at us and kind of like mentally ticking off things that, we, that we've done, you know. It's yeah. even that kind of thing when your parents came over to visit and our parents met for the first time and everyone's like, oh, it's getting really yeah. serious now. And we're like, we've lived together for like six years. Yeah. And the only reason our parents haven't met is because they live in different countries and they, you know, it, you know just logistically it's not just working out and people are like oh big step in your relationship and I'm like what like what are you even talking about we've been paying rent together for all this time you know for yeah. us like us living together and paying rent together and having a you know a joint bank account or whatever it is all these different kind of things are big steps um you know getting a mortgage together yeah. you know listing each other we're now paying each other's life insurance and things like yeah. that because we have to for, for mortgage reasons and bank reasons and house homeowning reasons and stuff like that i don't know it's all of these different steps that we've done even if it's sort of like luke gets german citizenship and juliana helps out a lot with all of that kind of stuff juliana finds a new career and all that kind of stuff and i'm helping out a lot you know all these different kind of things that we that we bounce off each other yeah these things are things that were these projects that we've worked on together that we've kind of decided to do are all kind of more meaningful to me than the other people's outside expectations of what they think our main life goals should be or our relationship goals or our family goals yeah. should be. Do you yeah. understand that? Yeah. And I totally understand. Uh, I'm not saying other people aren't connected to that, but I think it's because we have both examined what we want from our lives and out of our relationship and out of our family situation or out of our home and all these other kind of things. We are very open with each other about that. Yes. And to the point where like, we're like, all right, vasectomy it's vasectomy time yeah. um because we know that we don't want kids and everyone's like oh but what if you're not sure it's like no we are sure we are sure because this is what we are and this is our life we don't have children yeah having children fills both of us with dread to get that out in the open that we're both like like fucking freaking out all the time about accidentally having kids and that we're both fine with that that we both freak out about the idea of, of each having kids yeah. for whatever reasons yeah. individually that we have yeah and together that we have like it's it's just crazy that like we would ever not talk to each other about that and not be open about that with each other yeah which means that when for me it's not that I feel judged, but you just see other people's expectations of other people looking in mm. and they don't understand or they, they, it doesn't even occur to them that we can live together for nine years and still kind of be like, uh, kind of almost like politically and societally against marriage and not wanting to get married or, you know, that kind of thing. It's one of those weird things that I'm just like, I, I just don't feel like a, a marriage person and I certainly don't feel like a family wanting kids kind of person yeah and and we're open with each other about that yes in a way and i think but, here you can definitely tell what what harm it does yes that's not. what i'm saying and then reading a book like this and going oh right here is somebody who obviously 
maybe Emma Newman isn't this way. Maybe she's not like, oh, I don't want kids at all, and then had a kid and was like, oh, I knew it would be a bad mistake. a different kind of yeah, backstory. But, 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 but yeah, whatever the story is, in the idea being that like, oh, not everybody in the same way is, has got the same brain layout and or neurotypical or whatever is average or whatever it is. Yeah. But those expectations are so ingrained that it gets to the point where it's really, it's almost difficult for me to have conversations with other people that like, Oh, I don't want kids, but well, you'll you'll want kids in the future. Oh, just give it time. And I'm like, I'm I'm 40 this year. <laughs> You're 35 Five. now. Happy birthday for a few days ago, a week ago, and and we've been together this long. And you finished university and set it all up. Every single signal, Instagram and Facebook are advertising baby. Oh, it's stuff crazy. to you so oh, hard. No, it's now it's now like it, it started off with all the kind of baby stuff. Yeah. And now it's 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 advertising uh, uh, in vitro fertilization yeah, fertility to me because it knows stuff. ah she hasn't got, she doesn't have a baby yet. There might be yeah. something wrong. The al Facebook and Instagram's algorithm yeah. is so it's so clear <laughs> what should be happening in our lives right now. Yes. And so when I'm reading a book like this, I'm like. I feel this so hard. For me, it isn't like, you know, Emma Newman says in the acknowledgements, oh, it's, I, I want to have more characters out there who yeah. suffer from this kind of thing. It is not the same thing, you know. We, yes. like, but the point is, we are removing from our lives the possibility of either of us having, like, child, the, the disassociation or whatever it is. No, no, what, I don't know, the, the, the postnatal depression. Yeah. That's off the, th off the cards for us. But, but, um, even, but even, like, this even can happen to, to people really wanted children. Yeah. And no, no, so that's, what I'm like, saying. that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying that Emma Newman didn't want children yes. and had them and this was a bad thing. Yes. But I'm saying, like, all of these things which are, which uh, every single time I ever look at anyone, and I think this is, you know, an issue with myself, that, like, I just start catastrophizing, catastrophizing or whatever it is, yeah. fantastical catastrophizing <laughs> when I'm just like, oh, my brother has bipolar disorder, and that kind of came to him in the same time that he was having a family, like getting married and having a family and having, now he's got four kids and mental issues, and he's on drugs and he has these things like that. And I'm just like, oh, if I have kids, that same kind of thing could happen of course it isn't that isn't it's not like an a causation it's no. like a correlation not causation but that's in my thing yeah. oh my father has like motor neuron diseases Juliana has early stage multiple sclerosis kind of stuff and other nerve issues and we have a kid it's sort of like wow our genetic uh, legacy not not, not looking good. so good not you know all this kind of all these kind of issues and stuff and then I and then I you know messages from my you know other family members and they were like oh yeah this kind of thing and that kind of thing I'm like oh, I'm somehow like threading the needle between you know all these different issues in my family and going well how much of that's genetic and how much of it is it you know and all that other kind how of stuff how much is there and and, and this is the kind of stuff like and yeah and Bethany and, and her kids she like uh, you know squirted out a kid and then two and had twins and then a fourth one yeah and then her husband's old and he's having heart attacks and I'm like he's wow and now like because he's on his second family and his yeah. first wife you know was crazy and he's got two grown kids and all these these mismatched generations and stuff like oh I can just sidestep all of this kind of stuff in a way well you can then have you, you can have then concentrate all your efforts and other other things that come yes, along I know but it feels so selfish and people go oh it's selfish and I'm like but is it selfish and it's really difficult to have open conversations about it I'm saying I think it's really selfish to bring children into a world with you know future climate change and stuff like literally when the the weekend of the lockdown in berlin like 
some good friends of ours had a baby. Or like no, like two two of our friends, yeah, like, like everyone's having babies. No, we have three friends that are literally within uh, their the due dates with all March a week each other. April, yeah, yeah. They have all children, which is fine. I have no. This is good. I, Do you I think like they're all it. EJC babies. Let me think it. I don't oh, know, but what what I always think is that. Um, what I always want to sh want to sh want to see in books. Yeah. I kind of want to see in books. All the th the things that um, that uh, that humanity. Yeah, you want to get the full wide range. Yes, stuff, exactly. Yeah. And I don't want to just read about people who just okay, yeah, family, oh, it's good, uh, everything is fine, everybody. Yeah. Women get children, and that's just how it is. Yeah. Uh, because I think books are the way to experience the experience of other people. Yes. Yeah, totally. They are they are time travel books. Are time travel? It is all that kind of stuff. They're time travel. And you can go on an adventure. You can go on vacation with a book, and you can do all yeah. like you know all those cliches about reading and where it takes you and what it makes you feel and stuff. But no, it does do that in a, in a way. And in a way, I think sometimes I often think. Um, for example, especially in, in, in these situations where you, I'd rather have not a baby born instead of being uh, having then an, a rejected child that doesn't yeah. understand what's going on because their, fam their, their, their parents have big trauma yeah. because of it, yeah. because of themselves, because of each other. And, and then that creates way more issues yeah. than just a, a couple like us. I know. <laughs> I know it's, yeah, it's weird to say, there's already enough people in the world, there's already enough babies in the world. We don't need to add to the problem. No, <laughs> no. not the problem. It's not the problem. No, but it's, it's not, not even a problem. problem. I think and it's that's just thing. fine to have it's, people like us. Yeah, people like us who <laughs> don't want children. Yeah. But I was saying it, it's so weird. I don't think it has anything to do with the selfishness or no, not it isn't. selfishness. No, it isn't. I think it's just also, like, we, we live quite well-examined lives. We have quite... Like we go for self, both of us, we go for self-knowledge. We like try and analyze our own brains and what's going and on. Behaviors and yeah, everything behaviors and us like, in the world. What's going yeah. on with it? So, you know, and that's why we, you know, we've lived together for nine years or whatever it is. You know, we're, what is it? No, not, we, yeah. we're not lived together for nine years, but we're nine year anniversary or yes. something like that. And we get through it. And, you know, our relationship is good. It's strong. and. We, you know, it could say, "Oh, we don't fight very often," but when we do fight, like afterwards, we always come out right. All right, let's go. Let's go through it. Okay, I was thinking this. You think like, and we have to ha try and have like this dispassionate kind of like, if this ha thing happens again, we need to both of us need to try and get out of this stupid cycle of miscommunication it's, it's in the same way. It's always just miscommunication because our, we are two people with two yeah. different brains, two and different even just brains. the two of us yeah. work different. And and just imagine a whole world out there yeah. with people with own brains who work different from every single other person and in the world. What I like about this novel is that it kind of gives some glimpses into it, some other people's into, into some heads. other brains. Yes. And so And I kind of want more of this kind of stuff. And yep. and it, it feels I wouldn't say comfortable. What? No, it is. It, it is. It, that's what I'm saying. I, I felt it comfortable. Was, it was comfortable reading this book, and that's why I think I enjoyed it so much. Or one of the reasons why I enjoyed it so much is that I was reading about it. And it's not a cautionary tale of having children when you shouldn't have children. It's nothing like that. It was just going, ah, right. That's yes. just the situation. Not wanting children is normal. And, you know, what happens if you have children by mistake is something that people do have to deal with. Yes. And it isn't an issue. It's just life. Yes. And re visiting along with someone 
who has gone through that or, or is going through that for all the reasons of carrying baggage over from her own childhood in this book, you know, of her coming along yeah. and, and fucking up her parents' life and blaming herself and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, and later on you realise, you know, you get more of that backstory in the book, you get all of that. So, um, yeah, I think that's it. We've talked for about an hour and a quarter about this book. Yeah. And now I'm going to press stop and I'm going to talk not, to you a little bit more about and it. And you're, you're going to save this and we're not yeah, going yeah, to lose gonna the lose. podcast again. Yeah, people don't listen to the, all the podcasts or listen to them in order. So they don't know that I we lost a half an hour at the end of the last episode and then re-recorded it. Yes. All right. Uh, yeah. Uh, rate the book. I would give it four and a half stars for me. Okay. I would give it four stars. So let's give it 4.25 stars. Sounds good. That's pretty good. Um, thank you very much to Ryan for... Uh, Getting us on track. Getting us on track with, with this, this. With the series. Really appreciate it. Really, I just... Really enjoying just it. really good. I hope there are more books Should coming. we just go straight to the next book? I wouldn't mind. I would have but to... Actually, there's, to there's, some other, there's some other things here as well. Uh, so, Hollowman, this is uh, just in the last day, he says, The Andromeda Strain by Michael Crichton. Seems very apropos for the time of the corona pandemic. Or maybe Luke can do a special episode on pandemic science fiction, Earth Abides, etc. <laughs> well, I already have done an episode on Earth Abides, so you can just listen to that. Um, and then Thea says, do we really need to be reading more about pandemics? And Anton says, some reflection that goes beyond mere moment doesn't hurt. I recommend Wanderers by Chuck Vendig? Wending? Vending. Chuck Wending. Very timely and mind-bending, though it does have some lengths maybe it's lengthy and Thea says maybe but taking taking a step back can be more constructive than overload and I do agree yeah uh, currently yeah one does have the feeling that everything is about the, the oh yeah the virus yeah I, I only go on I only go on Facebook once per day now to check notifications because I just can't do it Instagram's more fun because jugglers it seems like are way more active and posting way more juggling videos which I'm quite enjoying Inst yes I'm quite enjoying Instagram isolation because you're just getting fun photos and yeah, people doing Instagram concerts is, and, and, is and musicians nice. doing concerts yeah. and stuff like that in Facebook you're basically really in within your bubbles I really, I very much noticed that because I'm mostly in a musician bubble you right know, on now. On Facebook or Instagram, Facebook. Facebook. Yeah. So all the musicians are freaking out, and uh, so Facebook is kind of like not so fun to hang out. Currently. No, that's what I say. It's too stressful for me. I, I wouldn't. I, I don't want to do that. I wouldn't try and. Yeah, oh, it's funny because I, I just saw oh, this I just... one, this one post on the uh, Goodreads listener groups, yeah. and since then, like, like. Four new comments yeah, arrived yeah. on this yeah, topic. Yeah, coronavirus gets people talking. I will not be reading any coronavirus-related books. I've read, yeah, I've read enough pandemic fiction. Yeah, there are some good ones though. I wouldn't want to. Uh, oh, woodpecker! I wouldn't want to recommend. Uh, wouldn't want to recommend any because again, I'd rather people just read some more. Like, I was just listening to the Reading Envy podcast, and they're yeah. like, "Oh no, I'm looking for more something a bit more escapism." Uh, mm. uh, because they'd read. It the, can also be good for the mind to just sometimes not think about yeah. this situation right now. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. every every and two hours that you don't spend with it, I think it's mental sanity health. You know what, to be honest, I think that's what this planet fall is. I'm kind of going into comfort reading. I'm yeah. like, oh, I'm enjoying this series. Yes. Instead of me trying to find other stuff to read, I can just keep reading this. Yes. This is fine. And I this just sat fine. on the terrace yeah. this afternoon, sitting in the sun while you were delivering stuff. And I was just reading this book and it felt so good. Yeah, just to be away from it. Yeah. All right, then. That, let's wrap it up there. 4.25 stars. R recommend books to me, luke at juggler.net by email. Or the best thing is to go over to the Goodreads listener, listener group. group 
um, on uh, on Goodreads.com. SFBRP, sorry, the SFBRP listener group on Goodreads. You can find it there. Uh, go to the listeners discussion. Books I would like to see reviewed. Chuck things in. And as you can see, when people recommend stuff, uh, we do get to it. Like before yeah. this one. Uh, and maybe maybe in a year or two, when all this is gone, then you can go to Andromeda Strain by Michael Crichton. Yeah, uh, maybe out of this. out of sync with pandemics. I reckon. I reckon a year, in a year and a half, everyone will have moved on. No, I wouldn't say everything's back to normal, but we'd be we'd be moving on from this time pretty pretty clearly. Yeah, I think so too. Just think about like how much how much how quickly did the uh, did the Spanish flu or whatever it was that in you know yeah, we're different 1920. Times, yeah, but I'm saying that dropped out of the history books. Like people pretty go, fair. Oh, and yeah. so was that thing. Oh, did you know this flu killed more people than the First World War? And now you're going, oh yeah, like the yeah. flu. Th this one has killed more people than I, I saw something that more people are going to die from this than Vietnam, the I Gulf War, the I Korean War all put I together. I don't even want to talk about. But I'm this. just saying it just drops out. We just it, move on. It's because it, it's so on. it's so, the the disaster is will, so spread we will, out. We will be more overwhelmed by climate yeah. change uh, yeah, yeah. soon than any of this. I'm just saying we will move on from this, and if two years time, we'll I'll be able to read, but or maybe eighteen months, whatever, six months, some point, I'll be able to read some more pandemic science fiction. Yes, and from now, Earth abides will. The stand, just some more you know, all this series will do. Yeah, I've done. Go back and listen to my episode on the stand and uh, Earth abides. All right, thanks a lot for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Goodbye.